Hey fellow NDE fans, we have some exciting things coming up on the other side, but we could really use your help and support to keep going with this channel. Our outreach team works around the clock, making sure to bring you the best NDE stories that we can find. But now we're looking to expand into other countries to get near-death experiences from around the globe. However, we need your help and support to make this happen. This is why we're introducing our YouTube membership program. Get access to exclusive ad-free episodes that haven't been on YouTube. Watch and participate in live Q&As with the guests. Engage directly with us and NDEers. Participate in giveaways and live events. And most importantly, you will ensure our channel's continuous efforts to seek out and uncover these important experiences worldwide. Support us by hitting the Join Now button below. Thank you for your continued viewership and support. Your help will make a difference, and we look forward to building our community together with you. Hi, my name is Anna Stone, and I had a near-death experience November 8, 2016, when I was 38 years old. So I had previously, before in my former life, I was a research scientist. I worked for the government, government contracts rather, for Department of Defense and for DARPA. And so like analytically, like there's nothing to any of this near-death stuff. Like it's hogwash, it's like not scientific. It doesn't hold up under scientific scrutiny. So even though I was attracted to things like tarot and, you know, like, I don't know, witchcraft, maybe like as a kid, I still never really believed in it wholeheartedly, I guess. I dabbled, but I always, you know, went back to science. And even though I had a lot of weird experiences growing up that some may call paranormal, I still managed to explain all that away with, you know, with rationalizing it out. So I'm in a bad time in my life, like really bad. I was drinking and really being not the best person and I was in a really toxic marriage and I had this bleeding that started and I didn't know what was wrong with it. and you know it was like just my cycle was just going and going and going and I didn't know why like what was going on and actually the day this happened I had joked to my family that I was like bleeding to death and then the next thing I remember is I'm in the hospital and I'm told that I passed, I fainted, I guess, and that I was losing blood pretty rapidly. And I guess I had a ectopic pregnancy that had ruptured. And I was, I lost at this point nearly half of the blood volume in my body. And then I started to feel this sensation that I can only describe as, <laughs> I, I actually, it's hard to describe, but it was this extreme panic of something being very wrong, very, very wrong. And this feeling of like, intense just like i was gonna explode like my like i could feel like all the cells in my body like doing something and it was not comfortable at all and it, the minute it was like unbearable is when it was just poof and i'm not in my body anymore <clears throat> and i like go up to the ceiling just like a balloon i guess if you let go of a balloon that had helium in it in the indoors and it hits the ceiling and kind of bounces there for a minute that's what was happening and I realized like oh crap I'm not in my body anymore and I could see myself and like after I got out of my body like after I was out of my body that's when I heard the machine do the flatline sound and then I'm watching the you know met people in the room come and try to resuscitate me and I had no attachment to it at all. Like I 
had my one thought, like conscious thought at that moment was, shit, that sucks. That was it. It was really flat affect too. Like there was no real emotion behind it. It was just like, eh, well. And then at that moment I realized, oh crap, my snarky personality is still intact. Like, and I'm out of my body. So I'm still me. That's weird. I don't know what I was expecting. I never really pondered this before because again, this shouldn't be possible. And I'm watching them work on me and stuff. And I'm hearing some of the comments that they made that were a little upsetting. Like one of the doctors had commented on how in my records it had said that I had a former addiction to medication and that like, what did he, what did we expect? Like I was just, you know, some drug addict, but I'd been off of those for eight years at that point. So I was offended, highly offended, but I wasn't offended at the time. I was offended when I came back. Let me clarify that. At the time I just heard it. It was just facts. There was no attachment to that comment either. But at some point it dawned on me, like I was dying. Like, I mean, I heard the flatlining and all of that, but then it was like the realization of my children, like, okay, where my kids are, are they going to be okay? I guess. And I was instantly taken to my oldest daughter who happened to be in class 210 miles away at her college in Fresno. And I see her there in her desk taking an exam and can see what she's wearing, what time it is on the wall. And I, I just was like, okay, she's fine. And I was like, well, what about my little one? And she's taken right back to the hospital waiting room where I see my Lucy, who was two, barely two at the time. And she's playing Legos with Legos. And I'm like, okay, she's fine. And then I realize that like, if I'm looking to the right, I'm looking in the hospital. But if I glance to my left, I'm not in the hospital anymore. I'm somewhere else. I can't really describe where that somewhere else is, but it's not on earth. I, it's like this room. It's white-ish, right? Like yellowish white kind of, I guess it's a room. I don't really see walls to support that, but I just know it's a room. I don't see any tunnel. I don't see any dead relatives. I don't see any religious thing. I'm by myself, but I'm not by myself. It's like I could feel other things around me. And I realized at this point that I realized a couple things. I realized that one, I'm enormous. Like I am everywhere and nowhere. Like at the same time, it's like, I realized I don't have a body. <laughs> I don't have eyes. I don't have ears. I, I, I'm not in physical form anymore. Um, I can see in 360 degree vision. Like I can see behind me on side to side, above, below, just by thinking it, you know, which was interesting, but it wasn't, it didn't like freak me out. It was just a fact. And I'm in this room, I guess, and I I just all of a sudden I look up and now there's I look in front of me rather and there's this there's another person in phys looked physical to me, like standing in front of me, and it was me though. It was very strange. It was like my physical self, but not quite. So it was like me, looked like me. I'm literally, I mean, it's like my twin, but so there's a little difference in features, a little difference in, you know, hair or something, but it's me. And I'm very aware that this is a version of me. And I knew I needed that I was going to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. 
I just stood there, or I'm there. I don't know, I'm not standing because I'm not in body, but I'm there and I get one message to me, like transmitted telepathically, and it's the word nope, N-O-P-E. And that's something I would say, you know, instead of saying no, I just say nope, you know, in my regular days, regular life, that's how I speak. And I got that message and I instantly knew that meant, no, I'm not staying and I'm going back. And and that was what happened. I suddenly like got all of my enormousness got focused into this one stream that went shooting back into my body via my navel or my belly button. And it hurt like really bad. Like it actually was physically painful. And at this point I saw the tunnel, like going back in is when I saw, I guess a tunnel. It was just like, I would, it, for me, I think I understand that it was focused back into my navel. So therefore I had to be in like a, you know, a beam rather than being dispersed like I was previously. So I, like what I can say is that it felt like if someone was holding your head underwater and you were going to drown, like, and, and you were right at that moment of opening your mouth and breathing in that, you know, breath of water instead of air. And, but then they let go and you managed to pop up and breach the surface and gasp for like that air that you need so desperately. That's what happened. Like I shot up on the bed on the table and like gasped this like really loud and very shocking to everybody in the room gasp for air and it and like that's what brought me back was this i guess it was the pain mixed with the lack of oxygen that you know made me shoot up and awaken on the table and i knew instantly what had happened like i knew i had died i knew i had left my body i was very upset with this because this shouldn't happen this shouldn't be possible it has to be my neurons like fire misfiring as i died and it's all hallucination so i'm hey did you say did you were you talking about this you know like did you say this did you and i start asking the staff like did you do this did you do that like did you say something about my medical records and how i used to do you know i had a problem with this medication and they were just well first of all they were like all in shock because they had not like i they had stopped working on me and like we're doing like filling out some forms and they I like scared the absolute crap out of them when I came because they weren't expecting that and also I don't I was still hooked up to the monitor the EKG monitor and like there was no beep ahead of time to warn them that I was coming back so it really I think it really shocked one of the this one guy he looked very I don't know how to say like very concerned like he was kind of standing there frozen and I asked the doctor again, I'm like, did you say this about me about, and he was like, how did, how could you have heard that? How could you have heard that? And so at that moment it like sunk in that, oh crap. Cause I was hoping they were going to be like, no, I didn't, you know, I never said that, you know, that's on, no, you know, that has to be hallucination, lack of oxygen to the brain, whatever, you know, but they validated that. So that caused a problem. That's when I started realizing like, oh crap, this is bad. Like, this is what happened. I died. Like, and it was real. And I asked them how long since they had time, called time of death and it had been just under six minutes, like four minutes, four seconds shy of six minutes. And, you know, so not that long, but it definitely resulted in a lot of things changing in my life. And that one message I got from myself while I was on the other side has since like unraveled and become a lot of other 
messages for me that have also helped change the course of the direction of my life and everything. So after I got released from the hospital, I started really, you know, thinking to myself, like, how horrible that I wasn't more upset about my children. I hadn't yet realized the fact that I, when we're on the other side, we don't have negative emotions. So I hadn't gotten that yet. Like I hadn't figured that part out. So I was really beating myself up about how I hadn't really focused on like who was going to take care of my children. Like, you know, what was going to happen to them? Like, you know, the things that as a parent you would consider here while you're on earth. Right. And later I found out why I was like that is well because we don't have those emotions over there, but also because this had already been planned as something that I had already written out for myself because I had seen ahead of time that I might get off the rails a bit in my life and this was a reset. Like a karmic reset is kind of what I like to attribute it to. So I came back and I had this un like deniable urge to do differently in my life. I can't really explain it. But let me say that one thing that in, in, the first change I noticed was that I could no longer drink alcohol. And I mean, I literally physically could not drink it. So I'd had a problem with drinking. I had turned to alcohol to try to numb some inner trauma, pain that I have not resolved yet. And when I returned, the first thing I tried to do was drink a beer and like I couldn't do it. It like literally made me sick. I couldn't even swallow it. It was it went into my mouth and it just turned warm and foam and not came nothing that was liquid to drink anymore. It was bizarre. My doctors were like, I, you don't have any clue why this would be a thing. Like, this is not a side effect that we're aware of, you know, but take it as a blessing. Right. So I did. So I ended my literally uh, the addiction to alcohol within six minutes. Oh, like literally in six minutes, it was over. And I've never, that's, and that's the end of it. Thank God. But after that, it was like things started changing very rapidly and significantly. So I had pretty much no direction where I was going in my life. Like I'd been doing science, but it wasn't very fulfilling for me. And so all of a sudden I'm like, I need to be a teacher. And so within a couple months, I got a job teaching and teaching children that were troubled youth. And I found this to be super rewarding for me and definitely felt much more in line with like what I'm supposed to be doing. And I also, let's see, I, I, um, I also decided like, hey, I'm telling my students all the time that they need to make sure they go to college and finish their college degree, but I didn't even do that. So I need to go back to college and finish my undergrad because I hadn't, I hadn't done that. I'd been hired out of college to work for the VA and UCLA. They had like a partnership here in Los Angeles and I was supposed to continue college, but I was too busy with work and then life got in the way and I just never finished it. So I went back, finished my undergrad and then went on to my master's, finished that. And now I'm in a second master's and concurrent PhD program. So in a whole new line of, of study, now I'm psychology and consciousness studies, which is completely different than science. Like it's definitely, you can use science for it now, quantum physics and mechanics, but like this is completely a different path than what I was doing before. And my whole thing has been about like being of service to other people. And it's helped me like all of the, I've had, I had a really traumatic childhood, like pretty, really bad, actually like really heavy stuff that happened. And, and this, this event has triggered this need and desire and drive to heal that and has led me down this path that's just become 
truly amazing for me and and transformative by no little measure i'm you know now in this like i said consciousness studies program and and it's a psychology degree and it you know so i'm now helping people with shadow work and help healing their unresolved childhood traumas and i feel just so much more in line with what i'm supposed to be doing and i also like everyone says that you get maybe some psychic gifts when you come back and like now i realize that i had them always i denied them because it wasn't scientific but after the near death or act like it's not near death i like literally died so i don't know maybe call it you know death event or temporary death event i you know now like i just hear like a lot more stuff i've actually been like reading tarot for people and being able to like contact some people's relative like it's really crazy and i see things like you know all the time now and it still startles me like it is what it is and i'm very i'm much more connected than i was before and i'm also admitting it now because it just doesn't it's really hard but it has been been hard for me because again like my left brain rules me and therefore it's really hard for me to accept some of this stuff as true even though i've experienced it so i am still a skeptic i don't jump to conclusions about everything being paranormal or spiritual right off the bat and i i take everything that i hear with a grain of salt until you know it's I can prove otherwise that there's no other logical explanation. But I think that's a good thing. I don't want to jump to like be the person that just always assumes things are, you know, supernatural. But at the same time, I'm learning that with quantum physics and mechanics, most all of this stuff can be explained now through the lens of science, which is pretty amazing to me. So yeah, so with that, I'm just learning every day, like almost every day since that incident, there's been other things that have downloaded i guess from that word that i heard no right it was like that was a zip file like that word it was like a zip file that was put in my head and then has been like you know opened up and like i get more information from it all the time and it's hard to put that into an actual like explanation but i just know sometimes now if i think of something that I have a question about, I'll get the answer like right away. Like that whole thing about why wasn't I more upset about my kids? I just had that thought. And then all of a sudden in my head, it was like, because this was pretty planned. You planned this, you knew what this was going to happen and you had to have a reset. And I'm like, oh, all right then. And, and that made sense. And it felt like, I don't know, like it just felt like, yeah, that's what it is. So this whole thing has, I mean, I'm grateful for it. It's still trips me out. I still go and look at the photos from when I was in the hospital. I still like double check. Like I still, I still have to question sometimes like that really happened. Like, (laughs) yeah, like that's, but it's made it a lot easier for me because previously I had had this real big inner turmoil with myself about like, here's science and here's this esoteric. And I like both, but they don't come together. So I had this kind of struggle within myself about you know which one i really like enjoyed and i had to pick one or the other i at least that's what i thought and now i understand that they both go hand in hand and that has made my life a lot easier to live yeah also being of service to other people and helping them overcome their traumas and work through their stuff and like and i also understand why i went through the things i went through as a kid and teenager and even young adult is because I'm supposed to be helping other people who aren't as resilient, who aren't as resourceful, that don't have the tools that they need to 
six navigate through and out of there. So that's what I'm I'm here to do. So I, you can't do that unless you've been through it yourself. Like nobody wants to hear advice from someone that's never experienced what they've been experiencing. So that's what my purpose is, is to help other people with their, you know, trauma and getting them past it. And, and that's what I'm doing. And I'm very fortunate to be able to do that now and help other people. And if I hadn't died, I don't believe that this would be my life right now at all. So yeah, so that's my near-death experience story. Oh.